Welcome to the Educators to Educators podcast, a place where educators come together to talk about the best online tools for classroom success. The world of education is changing quickly, and we want to help you stay ahead of the curve with the latest innovations and greatest technology so that you can build an effective and efficient classroom that leaves you time to focus on what matters most, your personal life. Now, let's meet our host, Carrie Conover. Carrie has spent 22 years in education. She spent 10 years in the classroom before becoming an EdTech corporate leader. She now helps educators connect to EdTech companies and EdTech companies connect with teachers. So grab your favorite flare pen or note-taking app and let's get learning. Hi friends, I'm Carrie Conover and welcome back to the Educators to Educators podcast. I hope you've all had a wonderful winter break and that you are restored and rejuvenated. It has been a long time since you have heard my voice here on the E2E podcast. On May 24th of 2021, I released the final episode of the E2E podcast. In that last episode, I talked about how my goodbye may or may not be permanent. Well, here I am telling you all that, well, I'm back. Back in 2021, when I said goodbye, I was feeling torn between a few different projects. Educators to Educators membership site was thriving. My course classroom to boardroom was blowing up and expanding. And frankly, I didn't have the energy I used to have to continue to bring you high quality content week after week. Podcasting is a lot more work than people think. It's a lot more than just sitting down and talking into a microphone and then throwing it on a podcast server. You have to think with intention on how you're serving your audience. And at that time, I just did not feel like I could do everything really well week after week and something had to give. Well, things have changed and I'm now in a place where my team and I, yes, I said team and I can consistently bring you great interviews, great content, great resources. So I have to say it feels so wonderful to be back here with you today. And I hope you'll once again put me back in your podcast library, subscribe to the podcast, even maybe leave us a five-star review to boost the podcast back into teachers' hands. And I hope you'll give us a listen every Wednesday on your favorite podcast provider. Something you should know is that we have a new mission here at E2E. E2E celebrated its five-year birthday, and I thought it was time to give it a little refresh. So here's our new mission. We want to be a hub for teachers to become ed tech experts and to regain confidence in their roles in the classroom. We'll do this through hand-picked online tool suggestions, curated weekly modules full of content you can use immediately, and detailed lessons on your favorite ed tech tools. This month, I'm going to kick it off with a lot of tools to help you and your students beat those winter blues. I know you're all feeling it right now after having a nice long break, relaxing with family. We'll have everything from self-care and meditation to virtual field trips and exercise videos 
for your students. And this week, we'll be focusing on you because you rarely do that, right? I know this time of year is hard to find the motivation to get back in the classroom every day. I remember it so well. And depending on where you are, it's probably cold and snowing. Right now, I'm looking out into a very gray front yard of my house. So I know that feeling. In my latest blog post on our new website, I write about self-care tools for teachers. So not just, you know, the touchy-feely self-care tools, but actual tech tools for organization, mindfulness, and also if you kind of want to let someone else do the teaching for you. So you haven't seen that yet. Um, so make sure you hop on over to the new website, educatorstoeducators.com. We are going to be filling that website with resources for you. So please make sure you book, bookmark the website and also make sure you're on our email list so we can send you new resources. So in that post, I'm taking self-care and ed tech and meshing it all together for you. One of the ideas I had for having your students, you know, kind of take ownership of their work this time of year, it can be like you are like lacking the will to teach. That's totally normal. So in that blog post, I'm giving you resources for your students to take ownership over the learning and take some of the work off your plate. And one of those ideas is having your students use podcasting in their classroom. So there's two ways you can do this. One, you can have students listen to podcasts and comprehend podcasts, or you can have students create their own podcast episodes. And this is a great skill helping them to practice writing, collaboration, working in teams, audio recording and editing, and so much more. To create those podcasts, I suggested some tools from the Teachers Pay Teachers store run by Serious Giggles, aka Heather Campbell. That name should sound familiar to you. Heather has always been the biggest E2E cheerleader out there. And she's been on the podcast multiple times. She actually interviewed me for that final podcast episode. And I am so excited to bring Heather back today to talk about how she, as a teacher, used podcasting in her classroom. And now as an administrator, how she encourages her staff to use podcasting in the classroom. So without further ado, Welcome, my good old friend and E2E cheerleader, Heather Campbell. Hi, Heather. Welcome back to the E2E podcast. Hi, Carrie. I've missed you so much. I I think back to that last recording that we did in May of 2021. Doesn't that feel like 10 years ago? It really does. When you were saying that, I was like, oh my goodness, is that really, it was only that long ago? I know. I feel like you and I have both been through a lot of change and a lot has gone on since that time. Why don't you share with the audience, um, you were a teacher for many, many, many years. And then, so why don't you explain what role you're in currently? Yeah. So I taught for lots of years. I'm currently, so I am a learning coach. Um, what that means is I work with the teachers in my school to make sure that they are using best practices and that they have the strategies that they need in order to increase student learning. 
Um, I also work specifically, a lot of my time goes towards first year teachers. So the teachers who are in their first three years, a lot of my time goes towards them. I'm in the classrooms a lot modeling. I do a lot of coaching. We go on learning walks together. Like I am there to make their life easier. And that's kind of what I tell the teachers too is, my job is to make your life easier. So I do a lot of stuff with data where I'm gathering data. We're always looking at student growth. If there are certain subgroups that aren't growing, we look at different strategies that teachers use. And if one is more effective, how can we get other teachers to use that strategy? If they need to be trained on something, I'm the one who trains them. So yeah, my job is to help the teachers in any way possible. I couldn't dream up a more perfect job for you, actually. <laughs> I mean, you get to use data, which you love. You get to, you know, tap into all those years of teaching. You were such a fabulous teacher when you're in the classroom. So, like, to spread that knowledge is the perfect job for you. And I just feel like you probably feel like a friend and a mentor to them, not a threat, which I think sometimes coaches and administration can feel more of like a threat to people. So um, this just seems like a perfect role for you. I'm happy that you landed there and I'm happy you're here today. We're going to talk about podcasting, which as long as I've known you, you've been talking about using podcasting in the classroom. So you have two different types of resources in your TPT store that you use with your teachers. So can you walk us through the two different kind of categories in which you use podcasting with students? Yeah. So the first one, um, interesting enough, we found that when kids were taking their end of year testing, that their listening comprehension was the very lowest of the scores. And I started using like teaching students how to listen um, when I was in, when I taught second grade and it worked really well there. And then I moved to third grade and I thought these kids are going to know how to listen. Like I shouldn't have to teach them listening comprehension. They should just know how to do it. Um, silly me, they don't. Um, so I realized that I needed to teach the kids how to listen to different information in different ways. We're really good at teaching reading comprehension and having the kids see, like, if I'm reading an informational text, this is how I need to read it. If it's a literary text, I need to use these strategies to better comprehend it. But we really don't teach them the strategies for listening comprehension. So that's kind of where it all started. And at the time, I was obsessed with podcasts. I still am. I'm always recommending podcasts to people because it's just, it's so easy for me to do in my car. When I'm cleaning, I'm always listening to something. So I thought, well, maybe my students would like podcasts to listen to. And at that time, they kind of just started coming out with a couple podcasts that we could use in the classroom. And so that's kind of where it started is I found all of these podcasts that the students could use, and I tried to correlate them to what we were learning in science or social studies or started to let them um, gather background knowledge using these podcasts to then fill out graphic organizers or sometimes they would use it for their writing and we would make the cross-curricular connections. 
and they loved it. So that's where it all started is I was like, I love podcasts. Why couldn't I use them in the classroom? And the kids, they feel a sense of ownership because they're able to choose some of the podcasts that they listen to. Um, It really is easy to find a podcast on any topic. They're made specifically for kids. So you don't have to worry about the content in there as much. But as soon as I did that, the kids wanted to listen to podcasts. And we know the importance of speaking, listening, reading, and writing in the classroom. So it was just a way for me to get them to do it in a creative way. Heather, I think that's so smart, especially now. I think kids with TikTok and social and YouTube and shorts and all these things, kids listening stamina has gone way down. And so I love the idea of using podcasts to just get, obviously we've all been working since, well, not me, but teachers have been working on reading stamina in kids, like coming back from COVID. And I do think listening stamina and like getting the brain to really sit and focus on one thing is essential. And I think podcasting, listening to podcasts, and then what I love about what you provide in your product is all types of graphic organizers that you could use, honestly, all the way up to high school. Absolutely. Yep. So you have lots of resources now. um, E2E members, thank you to Heather, get these resources for free. Uh, and so you can go download either one of these. So one set of your resources is for comprehension and organizing and all of that. Talk about your other set of resources in which kids actually create the podcast. And I love this for this time of year when maybe you are coming to school and maybe you didn't finish your lesson plans. Maybe you're not feeling well. Maybe you just lack the will to teach this week. I like the idea of putting this on the kids to create their own podcast. So talk a little bit about that resource and how you started using that with students. I specifically created this resource to use when I was teaching in the classroom because I, I wanted the kids to be able to create this culminating project or product at the end of what we were learning in a creative way where they could show it. Um, and so because my students loved podcasts, it was that same year where I was like, well, why couldn't they write a podcast? And so I had to study a lot of different podcasts to kind of figure out what is it that podcasts have that are similar? What makes them unique? How are they different from a TV show or how are they different from anything else that the kids would write? Because it's completely different writing than they would do in an essay. But then also knowing that the kids would be so drawn to this different type of writing that they're having to do the research before and have all the background knowledge. They still have to use correct grammar and make sure that they're speaking in a way where they understand their audience. So it almost took everything that I needed to teach in writing and put it in one thing that the kids enjoyed. So that's kind of how it started is I was like, I need the kids to create something. I want them writing more. Um, And so that was it. And so I, I really, I would try it on my students and then I would find the things that maybe worked or didn't work. I realized that they needed a script. So I've included a sample script 
so that they know like, okay, I start with the intro. This is what I need to do in the intro. And then this is, I'm going to provide some talking points. What is it that I want to talk about? So it really is the same as creating an essay where we want like three body paragraphs. Okay. I want you to make three points in your podcast. So it kind of tricked them into doing the work I wanted them to do without them realizing how much they were going to learn about a topic. Because we know, like, it's one thing to learn it, but as soon as you can start teaching someone else about it or talking about it, that's when your depth of knowledge increases. And so that's what it did for the students. And then for them to be able to share their voice and let other kids listen to their podcasts was... It gave them this ownership and made them so proud of something that they had created. You know what I love about this? Two things I love about this. One is then you almost flip it back around where you can say, okay, we're going to, you know, maybe every day after lunch, you listen to one of the students' podcasts Mm -hmm. and then everyone fills out their graphic organizer, Um, you know, and they go back to that listening comprehension. So I love that that kind of flips back around. Yeah. The other thing I love about this is that once you teach them how to do this once, you might have to handhold a little bit depending on your class. This is a tool they have in their toolbox for the rest of the year. So you can start giving them options to show what they know, right? Like, okay, you, we just studied, you know, this World War II, this part of World War II. You can write a paper, mm-hmm. you can create a video, or you can write a podcast. Right. And so you, this is another tool that they can use to show what they know. But I also, Heather, love this for, let's say you wake up and you're sick and you can't make it into school. You could easily use this as an emergency lesson plan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How to do this, right? Like, okay, you know, emergency lesson plan, write a podcast script and record a podcast about, you know, your favorite hobby. I mean, anything you could do, and that prevents you have to, like, you know, panic if you don't have sub plans. Yeah. And the other thing, as you're talking about it, I was like, that's exactly what it does, too, is sometimes, I mean, we have the students who might have a specific learning disability. Um, There's something in their IEP where writing is a struggle. And it's hard as teachers because you're like, is it that they don't have the ideas to put down on paper or is it like the physical small motor writing processing that's the problem and so I feel it's one of those um, accommodations that is good to give to kids it removes the barriers to kind of put everybody else on a on a level playing field where okay you can't write you know sometimes like their hand can't move as quick as their brain is moving and so then they forget it they don't know what to do they get frustrated so podcasting helped those students who could express it but couldn't actually write it because we should not hold that against a kid if they have the ideas but there is a disconnect between what's going on in their brain and then physically putting it down on paper so I feel like it's a an accommodation that helps every student. That is so fascinating. I even think about myself. Um, I have a member of my team, Taylor, where a lot of times I'll say, I have this idea for this blog post that I want to write. It's this, 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 and this. And I'll say it to her because I'm such an auditory, like speaking person. Like I like to talk things out. 
And then oftentimes she'll sit and write it for me yeah. because I need to be like, I have all the ideas, but the thought of sitting down and actually typing it out and having to have my grammar perfect and like, it gets in the way of me writing sometimes. And so I like, as an adult, I think some people are wired that way mm -hmm. where they would much rather just record themselves speaking. <laughs> and now with all the technology, you can record yourself speaking and turn that into a blog post, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, <laughs> well, Heather, I just always love tapping back into you because you just have had such an amazing career in education thus far, and you've worn many different hats. And I really appreciate you popping back on here. Of course, you had to be my first guest back on the E2E podcast. So Thanks for taking the time to, to talk about podcasting and, you know, for always being a friend here at E2E. Yeah, I am excited to see what happens this year and the direction that you're going. And I'm so excited to be there with you. Friends, if this sounds like a tool you'd be interested in trying out with your students, two ways you can get a hold of Heather's resources. One, you can visit Heather's TPT store at Sirius Giggles search podcast and these will pop up. I'm obviously going to link those down below so that you can access those quickly. Also, if you are an E2E member, you have free access to these downloadables in the brand spanking new E2E membership site. This membership site has been totally revamped. I cannot wait for you to see it. If you haven't logged in in a while and you're a member, head over to educators2educators.com. At the very top of the website, you'll see a link for members to log in. Log in and search for the brand new January module, Beating the Winter Blues, and there you will find the downloads for Heather's podcasting resources. If you're not an E2E member, you can head over to educators2educators.com to learn more. It's just $10 a month to be a member and you have access to a huge resource library. Okay, here's your checklist before I leave today. Number one, you have to go check out the blog post with all of the resources. This is just one of many resources I'm giving you for when you lack the will to teach in the month of January when you're beating those winter blues. So go check out the new blog post. Make sure you are also following me on social media. I'm now on TikTok at Carrie Conover, of course, on Instagram at educators2educators. So follow me on social. And three, head over to check out Heather's podcasting tools. If you're a member, log in so you can get those free. Today and every day, I hope you find a moment or two to give yourself the space you need and a very much deserved break each day. Until next time, my friends, keep on teaching. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Educators to Educators podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Educators to Educators podcast.